Hello, my name is Eric Von Connors. I was just a normal guy until the night I learned what I truly was. A half-breed. Half-vampire and half-angel. I had all their powers and none of their weaknesses. Save for one. The bloodlust. Also on that fateful night, I discovered the Order, a group dedicated to safeguarding the delicate equilibrium between good and evil. Get ready for a journey through the supernatural, where vampires, angels, and lichens coexist, each with their own struggle and triumphs. Come along with me, and together we'll embark on an adventure into the most epic tales that will defy even your expectations. Welcome, my friends, to The Order, the podcast. Chapter 3, A Normal Day Hi there, my name is Bella Donna Helsing, but most people just call me Bella. And yes, I have heard all the Twilight jokes about my name. Trust me, I'm nothing like that, Bella. For one, I'm 100% human. I am a trained demon hunter, or what we in the Order call DHs. I am the older sister to Van Helsing. Yes, it's only a few minutes, but I'm still older. My best friend is a lichen named Natasha. To say my life is normal would be a joke, but somehow, with all the crazy we all do, seem to find a way to live our lives. Why don't you walk a day in my shoes, and I'll show you. My day starts out normal. I live in a two-bedroom apartment with Tasha. I get myself out of bed. I'm a little stiff from the fight with the vamp in that cave. I take a lukewarm shower. I'm not all about looking like a lobster when I get out. It's Saturday, so I don't have to go to work at my normal job today. So I dress in my blue crop top and my blue jeans with my knee-high black hooker boots, as my mom calls them. Once in the living room, I find Tasha eating her breakfast steak and eggs. Where From where I am, I can see the steak is very, very rare. Um, hungry this morning, I ask? Tasha spins and looks me. A bit of steak blood chips off her lip. Yeah, I still have the taste of vamp, in my, vamp ash in my mouth from last night, she replies and swallows. I have my normal protein shake and power bar and head over to the wall and pick up my car keys. I'm heading to the gym, I say, looking over at Tasha. She gives me a thumbs up and bites into the steak again. Down in my parking spot for my apartment number sits my green Ford Mustang. I jump in and start it up and head down the highway to the total gym. It's in the old part of Hope's Inn, in in an old run-down warehouse. As I pull up to the lot, something just doesn't seem right. My brother says I'm just too jumpy and thinks something is there when there isn't. I just brush off the feeling. I'll look into it later when I go see Pastor O'Farrell. I walk into the gym and head to my locker. There's a note taped to it. I stop in front of my locker and look at the note. The handwriting looks like Eric's. I unfold the note and read. Hey, Bells. 
I was hoping to get to see you before I had to head to work, but I got called in early. Hope you're still Team Eric was living with the dog and all. Love, Eric. The note brings a smile on my face. I change into my workout clothes and head to the gym floor. It's not that crowded for a Saturday, which I like. I do a few reps on the leg press, but I just can't shake this bad feeling. It's as if something is looming. After my leg reps, I decide to take a quick shower, get back into my street clothes, and head to the order base. Once I pulled into the base, there was people running all over the place. I get out of my car and run right into my brother. Van, what's going on? I frantically ask. It's Eric, he says. My heart drops and I turn ghost white. He's not. I could not bring myself to finish the sentence. Oh no, he just went crazy after some blood of a car wreck victim. He says that and takes off running down the hall. I follow after him. In one of the medical rooms, Eric was strapped to the table. His skin was ash white. His eyes and veins were black. And he was snarling like a wild animal. What in the world is this, I ask? I don't know. It took six guards to hold him down. If I did not have the needle of garlic and holy water, I don't think they would have stopped him. Van explains. One, why did you have that on you? And two, he changed in the ER. His cover is blown. I snap. I already sent the fixers. They will mind wipe and clean up everything. I am more worried on why he has gone to this form. It's not his normal vamp look, Van says. He's been in contact with the firstborn, Tasha says, walking in. I'm Jimmy, and you're listening to Storytime from Cosplay Do 637. Check out other stuff from the ZU to Hero Network. What now? Van asked. Well, you know Adam and Eve were the first humans, but what you don't know is that monsters have been firstborn also, the most powerful and oldest of us all, Tasha explains. So when the blood of the fir- this firstborn dropped onto Eric, this happened, Van says and points at Eric. Yes, I guess so. We are dealing with a half-breed no one knows about, Tasha replies. Okay. How do we help him then? I ask frantically. Tasha shrugs her shoulders. I don't know, but we can start by killing or at least getting the body of whatever firstborn we are dealing with, Tasha says. I look over at at Eric. Okay, Tasha, you and I will head to the hospital. Van, send the fixers to the hospital. They should have the body, I order. Works for me. Let's go see Wes, Tasha says. Once we get to Wesley's room, he is behind his work table cleaning a Colt forty-five pistol. The Winchester boys know you stole their gun, Tasha says. Wes looks up and smiles. Wes, we need our we geared up, I say, and he just nods. He lays an all-black whip with a gold and silver tip on the table, then a 9mm pistol. There you are, Belladonna, he says. I pick up the whip and swing it out. Oh, yes. Mama-like, I reply. What about me, man? Tasha asked. Oh, for you, I got a special treat. I've been binge-watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Netflix and made this beauty, Wes says, and lays a black pump shotgun with a axe head on the table. Tasha smiles ear to ear. Oh, 
This will do nicely, she says. Half an hour later, Tasha and I were in the morgue. We ran into the fixer in the ICU, and they told us the body was in the morgue, waiting for transfer. Okay, so what cooler is it in? Tasha asked. Twelve was what he said. I said, and opened the door, but there was no body. Well, that's not good, Tasha says. It must not have been dead after all, I say, and look concerned. Tasha sniffs the air. I smell death, she says. Yeah? Well, we are in the morgue, I reply, looking over the slab where the body should have been before any clues. Before any clues. No, you stupid Maury. It's more than that, Tasha snapped. I spun on my heels as she ended her sentence and shot her a, what did you call me, look? This made Tasha stumble back. Maury is what the members of the order call normal people. It's short for mortals. Sorry, you know how I get when I use my abilities, Tasha says softly. It's fine. Just don't ever call me that. So, what do you mean it's more? I simply say, pursing my lips in a straight line. She could tell I was still very pissed at her. Well, the smell is moving. Like, it got up and walked away, she says, looking down at her feet. Her tone was that of a little kid that no knew mommy was mad at her. Zombie? I ask. Can't be. Zombies are made by magic, and we know this is a firstborn, she says, still with a soft tone. Well, what else is dead but moves? My eyes widened, and Tasha still tilts her head to the side like a dog. It's a ghoul, I shout. My voice echoes off the walls. Oh, man, that's not going to be easy to find. They look glory all the time, Tasha says. Yes, but it's hurt, so there's only one place it's going to hit. I say, heading for the door. Tasha trails behind me. A cemetery. But what one? There is 25 cemeteries, she says. True, but St. Charles is the only one close by, I say, as we hit the exit. Do you ever wonder what would happen if... Well, if... If you give a dad a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's just settle this debate right here, right now. It's not even just the greatest PlayStation game. It's, it's the greatest game ever. Not to toot my own heart, but exactly. <laughs> yeah, I remember he kicked me so hard I thought I owed him money. I love it. I'm excited for this one. He goes, what is your name? And I was like, it's Thrash. You get punched in the face on the daily. Man, this guy will shut up. I wear that as a badge of honor. Yeah, I, I, I got knocked out cold in that match. It was awesome. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we make dogs sing. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? Going live in three, two, one. So now we've been filming for the last six months. I panicked. Followed by. <laughs> Bro. If you give a dad a podcast, available everywhere podcasts are found. We get to the cemetery within 20 minutes, a lot faster than we should have if I drove the speed limit. I throw the car in park and Tasha starts pulling off her shirt. What the, what are you doing? I inquire. I am sick of having to buy new clothes every time I change, she says, pulling her shirt off, showing 
that she has on a skin-tight, short-sleeved diving shirt on. She then kicks off her shoes and strips off her pants, revealing skin-tight black diving shorts. Okay, let's do this, she says and gets out of the car. I quickly pop the trunk and we both walk to the back and grab our weapons. I place the coiled up whip on my hip, lift hip, and tuck a 9mm into the back of my pants. Tasha slings the axe shotgun over her back. The cemetery was cold and the wind had a bite to it. I don't like this. It feels wrong. I whispered, looking over at Tasha. She had her nose in the air, sniffing. Her footsteps made no sound as we walked. I could not help but be envious. Got a scent yet? I asked. She shakes her head no. I sigh. I know that if we don't find this firstborn soon, Eric is not going to make it. I keep this to myself. I know Tasha is only here to help me. She sh- she could really care less about Eric. Tasha smirks and her teeth start to form into fangs. Got him, she says and takes off running. If you have ever tried to keep with a lichen, you know it's not easy. I was a few feet behind her when out of nowhere there is a blood-curdling scream. Tasha almost fully changed now, takes off even faster down on all fours. I lose sight of her in seconds, but then I hear a wolf howl. It was Tasha. She must have found the ghoul. I head to the to the sounds of growling and clashing claws. When I finally find them, Tasha was leaning on a tombstone, a bloody mess back in her human form. Her shotgun no longer on her back. Where is it? I shout, drawing my 9mm. Tasha slowly flicks her right hand towards a mausoleum. I nod and slowly walk over to the door. It was ice cold and stiff to move. Black blood was dripping off the handle. I look inside, but it was pitch black. Not even moonlight was shining in. Brahini, I say, and a small light forms next to me. I walk into the mausoleum, and the light floats next to me. The room is even colder than it is outside. Now I can see my breath in the center of the room is a single cement coffin. The lid is slightly askew. He must be in there, I think. I make my way to the coffin, my spell light trailing next to me. Every part of me is tense. I ever so slowly start to move the lid, and in a burst of dust and cement, it flies up and shatters into a wall. I am taken back by this, and before I know it, the ghoul was on me, ripping the 9mm out of my hands. Damn it! I shout and kick the ghoul off me. The spell light showed the full form of the ghoul now, and my eyes adjusted from the last blow that knocked my head into a wall. He was wearing a three-piece suit. It was torn on the right arm down to his wrist, and there was a huge black hole where his heart should be. His face was green, and the skin was melting off. He definitely looked like a car accident victim. Well, aren't you handsome? I snicker and rip my whip out of the holster. The ghoul shows its teeth and lunges at me. I quickly flick the whip at the monster, and the two tips hit its right arm, and the monster stumbles back. I took this as my shout and flicked the whip once more, and it wrapped around the monster's neck. Okay, now, you're going to tell me how to save my boyfriend, I snapped. The monster let out a blood-cradling laugh. So, the vampire is your boyfriend, the ghoul says. I pull on the whip tighter, and the blue strands light up 
threw out the whip and the ghoul cries out of pain. That's right, buddy boy. The whip is magic and blessed by an angel, I say with a cold tune. The ghoul spits out black blood. So I was right, the ghoul says. He is not a vampire at all, I shout. Only way my blood would hurt him is if he was a vi- Oh, I see. He is the one, the ghoul says, and smiles a blood-dark smile. Yes, that's right. He is the chosen one. I snap back and pull the whip ever tighter, the ghoul whines. Then he can die and go straight to hell for all I care, the ghoul says blackly. Rage came over me, and right then and there I wanted to kill this foul beast, but before I could even flick the, my wrist, the monster's head detached from its body and rolled over to my feet. My whip freed, I jumped back, letting out a small scream. When I looked up where the monster body should have been, now stands Tasha holding her axe shotgun, the blade dripping with blood. What the hell, Tosh? I snapped, anger turning my face red. Bella, chill, will ya? By killing him, Fangface should be back to normal. Well, normal for him, Tasha explained, her hands in the air. If you're wrong, Tasha, I may just kill you myself, I say, picking up my 9mm and putting it back in my pants. Tasha looks at me in shock and maybe a little fear. The car ride back to the base was a silent. Part of me wanted to tell Tasha sorry for what I said. I had never threatened her life, even on the first day we met, the day I learned she was a lichen. But that was different somehow. This time she could have cost me the man I love. The thing was, though, did I truly love Eric that much? Yes, I had been flirting and chasing him after ever since we were both ten, but I never called that love. I'm a demon hunter from a long line of demon hunters. I should know better than to get attached to anything and yet, as I speed down the road, he was all I could think of. How I had to get back to his side. How I had to see if he was okay. I need him to hold me in his arms. Oh, dear God, I am in love. Helplessly and totally in love. As we pull into the parking lot under the church, where the base was my heart leaped for joy. There stood my brother, and standing there holding on to Van's shoulder was Eric. Yes, Eric was okay, even smiling as we pulled in. I somehow threw the car into park, pulled out my keys, and ran into Eric's open arms. Looks like I owe you my life, Bells, Eric whispered into my ear. I smiled brightly at him and kissed his lips softly. Don't you ever do that to me again, I say, looking up at Eric. Tasha walks past me and into the arms of my brother. I nodded her, very apologetic. Tasha just nod back and winked and mouthed the words, no big. So there you have it, a normal day in my life. I guess none of this is normal to all of you, but to a DH like me, it's all normal. This podcast is a production of the Three Ranger Bros Studios, in association with CO to Hero, the podcast. Thank you all for listening to that story. I hope you enjoyed it. Just a reminder that all my fan fictions are just that, fan fictions, and does not mean to infringe on the mainstream continuity that it's from. Now, I'd like to take a little bit of time to thank all those that support me. First off, you have the Three Ranger Bros Studio, which consists of myself, Cosplay Dude 637 
my Parabatai and dear friend Ty Tiger with all his YouTube channels Tiger Tales and his new podcast, the Tiger Nexus Podcast. Then of course last, but definitely not least, we have Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger, with his podcast, Nerds Through Comics. And then there's the guys at Zero to Hero, the podcast, Jim and Billy, the bulk and skull of podcasting. Anything nerdy you think you have ever talked about, I guarantee they have an episode about it. So definitely go check them out. Then we have Jared over on If You Give a Dad a Podcast, an amazing guy, a dad like myself that just loves talking to nerdy people about every subject. So definitely go give him a listen also. Then there's Jacob, a.k.a. The Iron Avenger on TikTok and Instagram. We also have to give a shout out to Ben, the Baker Ranger. And last but not least, there is Tony, our good friend. And an honorable mention to the late, great Rebel Ranger, Sam. We love you. We miss you. Every person I just mentioned is a member of the Zeo to Hero Network. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of time to mention some of the friends of the Zeo to Hero Network. First off, we have Casey from the Mighty Morphin Conspiracy Theories, Justin, a.k.a. A-Crown, from the Author's Crown YouTube channel, Johnson of Western Strike, Rob, a.k.a. Lightning Collector 2021, James, better known as Beauty underscore Baba Yaga, Justin, the Green Spartan Ranger, and Michael and Nathan of The Power Trip. Everyone I just named it has been a huge supporter to me and my podcast, and if you can, go give them a follow. It would mean the world to me. Thanks a lot. Until next time, guys. Later days.